Hello and welcome to the True Blue LA podcast, the True Blue Law podcast, as some of us say. Uh, and Eric, I feel like I almost went to bed <laughs> last night in the seventh inning or the top of the eighth because I was exhausted. Think with, with a very um, clear idea of the tone of this podcast. As we texted back and forth, like because there was a, a thought that when we were scheduling today, we were going to have a limited window. And I said, look, we could just talk about every run they've scored uh, <laughs> and that didn't get scored on Saturday. And then it would take like 34 yeah. minutes to like break down. <laughs> and so I don't blame you. Like as, as uh, you know, this is a podcast about the law Dodgers, as we talked about, like, and they've been very frustrating for like, very blah, the blah weeks. Dodgers, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, and so, um, in fact, I would say watching the Dodgers over the last like three weeks, one might say, "Y'all gonna make me lose my mind," and then uh, <laughs> that came up uh, somehow after you were thinking about going to sleep. But uh, we'll talk about it. We're gonna gather the the mood swing, the probably paint our hopes that it actually is a fixture of a sign of things to come, and not just uh, a flash in the pan. And when we've got a Dodgers Rewind, we've got questions from Craig after this. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Yeah, that, that game through almost eight innings felt like the last two weeks, just so emblematic of other than, you know, the weird outlier uh, Crazy Angels game. <laughs> Yeah, well, and like it, it was really—it's almost been like three weeks because yeah, they, yeah, yeah. Um, they're—it's just yeah, like they—they they score all of their runs in like in like one or one or two games. Like, look, they—they they were two and eight on the road trip, right? And uh, they—the two wins were sixteen runs in Milwaukee, I'm, and fourteen runs in Anaheim. I'm all about teams buying in uh, the the players buying into advanced stats but this is taking pythagorean theorem too far right yeah <laughs> well and like that's the thing like they that they uh they're they look great on run differential but then also because they lose every single one run game yeah. so like it's obviously like that that stuff tends to balance out but it, it balances out like we talked about this last week but like their problem is like it balances out when you're running when you have a major league bullpen and like if you have a <laughs> like a festering sore like that like that that's a problem so like, um, it's weird. Like everything, everything about last night was weird. Because look, so you, um, you were, you know, possibly missing that game or like the end of the game. Yeah, I was. Um, I was tired. Uh, it's been an, uh, a tiring parenting week. 
Uh, I was going to say, and, you, you, have, you have a, a very small child. Uh, does, does she still count as newborn? Like, I don't know what the range infant is Infant would be... Uh, infant, yeah, term. there you go. Um, so, like, that, yeah, that's... Anyone who's, like, listening to this going, you got to watch the whole game. Like, look, come on, man. Kid, <laughs> and I'm on kids, the Central Coast, to be clear. So it was midnight, my time. Kids, kids determine schedules, <laughs> like, for yeah. the most part, like, I would say. But, yeah, but, like... But, like, also, so we talked about this. One of the struggling sort of relievers, Garrett Clevenger, um, he, he's been saddled with, like, three extra inning losses already. <laughs> and it was in, like, an 11-day span or something. Like, because, like, they keep, like, you their sort of plan is built to, like, win in, like, nine innings, right? <laughs> and, they, and, and, like, and they, and, like, with so many relievers hurt, like, they don't have like the depth they would normally have, like just at the back. So like, the, and they go into because the offense was so bad, they had so many close games, and they kept going into extra innings. And they're like, "Here's Alex Vesia and Mitch White and Garrett Clevenger and stuff." And like, it's it's been brutal. So then last, so they had an off day last Thursday before the Anaheim series, uh, an off day Monday before this Seattle series, an off day Thursday because it's one of those weird two game interleague things. So this is like the time when the bullpen's like fully rested and you, you can really consolidate. And for, so first day, after an off day, with an off day coming Thursday, after Walker Bueller goes seven innings, the Dodgers are down by a run. Their first call out of the bullpen was Garrett Clevenger. I was like, what in the hell? Like, how is this possible? <laughs> and like, look, like he's obviously earned his way to the majors. I'm not like trying to change, but it's like, it's very clear that... Um, you know, it's a it's going to take time. Like you just you develop right, like to, into that role. He hasn't done well at all, and like and he just comes out and cannot throw a fastball to save yeah, his and, life. <laughs> and it's and it's and he gets to like three zero on the first batter. Yep. And I'm like, well, this is why are you doing this? They they basically conceded this game, and uh, and then he retires the next three, and then uh, you know whatever. But like, and plus with like, some context here, aside uh, um, aside from the three extra inning losses, uh, it wasn't just Clevenger on. Saturday night. In fact, he was like just one of cul- the culprits. Dennis Santana, Oof. Mitch White, and Clevenger allowed eleven runs uh, in a game. The Dodgers led thirteen nothing, and when Clevenger was the last of those three to come in, and he allowed a three-run homer, made it fourteen to eleven. So a game that was supposed to be a laugher and like let's use the low leverage guys. To close and both this teams out. took every bo- like almost all the good yeah. players <laughs> it yeah. was so, just a yeah, weird it, spring it, training game i think is what it, joe it, davis it, called it and that's what it felt like it wasn't a trout otani like um fueled comeback right yeah. it was like taylor ward and uh but yeah so it was very odd and then like so they instead of they had to um use victor gonzalez and blake trying to close that game out right so 14 so 11 like that and that was their only win of last week and it felt like a loss like it was so <laughs> dis, like disorienting like and so that's where you're thinking like how so i dave roberts said after that game on saturday he was like look we're throwing these guys into the fire they got to throw strikes uh, he was obviously like frustrated after the game i think dennis santana was like had the worst game in terms of Throwing strikes, but he's general. He's been generally better, I think, than the other group of three. But like, it, it's clear like these guys, they're just making these guys like sink or swim. But like, you, it's usually in a situation where you've exhausted other op, like um, 
alternatives first. And like last night to just see him go right to Clevenger, it's like, wow. So I asked Dave Roberts about that after the game because it was weird to me. And like, like again, I'm not saying like, it's not like, why is this guy out here? He doesn't belong in the majors. It's not necessarily that. I mean, there's probably a, an element of that to it, but like, it's more like how, how do, what, what goes into your decision to make him the first choice in a one run game like this in, in a, in a two day stretch where you have in four days where you, you, you really have, you have off days. So you don't have to worry about the bullpen. And Roberts is like, he called it um, a minus game. And I don't like that term. It's weird. It sounds weird. But like he said, look, it's albeit it's only a one run game, but we didn't want to, um, you know, at that point go to the, the high leverage guys. But like you have, I would argue, the, like the bullpen as it stands, you, you, your sort of A bullpen is obviously like Kenley, Blake Trinan, Victor Gonzalez, and then like Jimmy Nelson's in that group. And like that might be it right now. I guess Joe <laughs> Kelly. I guess Joe Kelly, but he's only like just coming back. So, um, also he yeah he came back and gave up what, four runs and five extra base or four extra base hits in his uh, first game back. It's his first game back. Whatever, it's fine. But like so they, I get that they only have four leverage relievers, but they only had to get to go two innings last night. You you could in theory. Um, use two of those high leverage relievers to to finish the game, or just or maybe even just one, depending how the game goes, and then still have like three or four of them still available Wednesday. So that that was sort of what I was getting at. But yeah, like it worked. Like so, and I I think sometimes we forget that like uh, because last season was sixty games, and every game obviously counted more. Uh, we I think we forget sometimes that over a long season. Um, a lot, there's a lot of times, maybe more than we are willing to admit or notice, uh, that a team is simply just trying to buy a few outs. <laughs> like, yeah. like, you know, they're just trying to get by sometimes. So, like, he and and Robert said, like, nobody else was, like, down. Like, so it was a choice to bring Clevenger in, and it worked. I mean, I, I'm not saying I would have made that choice, but, like, you, you sort of – that's sort of where, where we're, we're kind of out right now. And that's that's – that's sort of the the roller coaster nature of like how, how this week has gone, and um, so anyway, that after Clevenger, right? So the Dodgers like almost tied it in the seventh. They they loaded the bases, um, and then Mookie Betts struck out on an inside pitch uh, that was called strike three. I don't want to get into this because it seems like the proliferation of like umpire tracking and like like everybody online whining about umpires it's just it gets a little much for me but like there's there's been some some weird i weird tend calls. to be that but i i have some of my limits and this season it has just felt really bad it, universe there, not it, just for the dodgers yeah. like no i agree like there there have been like some kind you're like wow like this <laughs> and, and like you could it, it i always let you can always tell on the broadcast uh, one of the i forget which one of the angels games it was uh, I think it was Friday night because that um, sounds right. That was two nights in a row where Joe Davis and Oral Hershiser just got giddy because the, <laughs> the Dodgers lost nine two on Friday, so that game was was kind of a laugher early ish, and so they they got really silly and it was really funny. And there was one point uh, where uh, the there was like a pitch. I believe the Angels were batting, and um, or I don't actually I don't remember, but like it was thrown like. Not right down the middle, but like pretty dang close. Uh, it, it was like in the 
very clearly in the strike zone, maybe the lower part of the strike zone. But and, uh, Joe Davis was like almost laughing. He's like, wow, Adrian Adrian Johnson uh, had that one down. And then like without missing a beat, Oral Hershiser just like jumps in and goes, the middle. <laughs> <laughs> and they were laughing so hard. It was really funny. And so when that kind of stuff happens, you know it's bad. Like you're... Where, and they're like, and it's one of those things too. Like the players after the game, or the, or, or the manager, they're never going to come out and say, "Yeah, that umpire was shitty tonight," because they're just <laughs> going to get fined. It's like you're just giving away money for nothing. So like they have to talk around it, you know, and like things like that. But you could tell when they're mad, like about stuff like that, and it, it, it was it was kind of funny. But yeah, so setting the stage. Um, not only that, so you you would have in an, any time in the last three weeks, you would have been warranted like fully going to sleep. Um, <laughs> they even the Dodgers even got like the first uh, they the first two batters got out in the eighth inning, and Justin Turner struck out against uh, Rafael Montero like essentially against fastballs down the middle, and Turner struck out like four times last night, which I think the first time he's ever done that. Um, but so it's two outs and then nobody on. So you're like, well, this is just going. We always talk about they all, they're really good at getting two out hits, but they. Like I almost texted you guys. during the Gavin looks at bat. I'm like, ah, the two on, two <laughs> out special. <laughs> so, and yeah, and then so Chris Taylor singled. He ended up stealing second, and then Matt Beatty. Uh, speaking of things that have happened a lot this year, he got hit by a pitch. Like a lot of Dodgers have gotten hit by a lot of everyone have gotten hit by a pitch this year. But like, uh, yeah, it's been kind of nuts. And uh, so there's there's two on, two outs. Lux is up, relatively struggling. He's been better the last yeah. like four or five games ish. And uh, uh, and you know at this point they're like they're literally like one for eight with runners in scoring position. It's like textbook the last three weeks. And then he like mur- murdered a pitch <laughs> like. Um, I, I want to say, like, speaking of Joe Davis, so he, he nailed this home run call. The 1 0. Lux kills the ball. Way back there. His biggest big league swing. A go ahead three run home run. Yeah, so I so being one of the, 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 like, the, if there's a downside to, like, being at the game is that I'm not listening to, the, like, Joe Davis and Oral uh, Hershiser calling the game. So, like, I, I didn't uh, hear that call until, like, after the game. And it's like, wow, that was a good call. <laughs> like, yeah, like, immediately, you know, for, for Joe Davis, too, like, you know, he's been calling all these games the last, like, three weeks. Like, for him to, to go from, like, zero to 60, like, like that quickly, it was kind of amazing. Um, and then, so, it made for a very, like, sort of, um, cathartic <laughs> yeah, yeah like uh, that's a good way to put it like just there was and also it's always easier to like uh for players will open up more after a win whereas yeah. after a loss there's like nah uh, whatever but uh um, justin one turner game, one game at a time he, good right. <laughs> and it's like when, when you ask clinton kershaw after a loss so what, what do you think went wrong giving up runs it's like all right <laughs> calm calm down clayton um but um so justin turner tweeted uh just a picture of Lux, and he's like, "Oh, I see. It was the tight pants tonight, or something." I don't remember what he put. And um, they so this happened. It was a long like post game. I, they had like a beer shower, I think, for uh, Garrett Clevenger for getting his first major league win. Um, and uh, so the players were just giddy like afterwards. So we talked to Lux after Justin Turner tweeted this. 
and someone asked him about the pants. <laughs> I think it was Juan Trebio of MLB.com. And um, he said, they're actually Walker Bueller's pants. He says, whenever Walker's out here rocking the tight pants, I'll rock on with them. So we could we could have a thing here, like uh, <laughs> you know, especially if it gets it was it was Lux's first home run, uh, and like that was the thing I noticed right away. Uh, well, he murdered the ball, right? So like immediately the crowd like knew it was gone, and I looked down at Lux and he was like like um, like hitting his chest, you know, and yelling. And then after seeing like the the call and like various gifts, it it was very clear he. He said, let's fucking go. Like, that was that was what he was yelling. And so, like, yeah, it was like everything just sort of led to that moment, right? And, of course, after the game, just about everyone – well, part of it is leading questions. Everyone's like, so do you think this is the kind of game that can turn you guys around? Like, yeah, I do think we can kind of turn it around. Like, <laughs> no, well, we'll not see. really. We'll be back yeah. at it tomorrow. Don't worry. <laughs> so, like, well, then if you look at it, right, like, so <laughs> if you had to guess – how many days has it been since the Dodgers have won two straight? <sighs> many, right? Like, I, I'm not gonna sixteen, sixteen, something like that. Yeah, I would say you're close, but you're not. Oh, okay. uh, it's twenty five days. <laughs> <laughs> they, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's been a while, um, and so. It was the first two uh, in San Diego when they that was the end of their eight game winning streak, uh, and then they were thirteen and two, and then since then they their highest winning streak is one. <laughs> um, so, and like so, this was you know we recorded last Wednesday, and then the Dodgers pl- were in Wrigley. They played later that day. They had, like they had just lost a doubleheader the night before we recorded last time, and then. The, the last game of that was an extra inning loss. And then after we recorded, they lose again in extra innings that night. Garrett Clevenger got the loss, obviously. And then um, they got blown out Friday, which we talked about. And then, you know, Saturday they had the, the one win last week, the just the crazy uh, 13 nothing to 14-11. And then S- Sunday was the more stereotypical game. They, they've lost, I believe, it was 2-1. They've lost uh, seven straight one-run games. They're 4-10. In those games, but then if you want to get Galaxy Brain, uh, had Lux only hit a two-run double, they could have snapped that, uh, you know, one win <laughs> streak. But they won by two, so like uh, it's one of those things. It's weird. Now, so there's some positives, right? Like um, David Price threw off the mound yesterday, um, and he's gonna face hitters, I think, like one or two more times. Uh, like in the next coming days, and so he's been out since April twenty fifth. Uh, he could be back like next week. I don't think he's going to go on a rehab assignment. Um, his role is still relief and like kind of a max two inning guy. But I think just having him back sort of helps stabilize the bullpen somewhat. Now where it gets tricky, right, is um, they they're still about to hit this like limbo period where. Um, uh, what is it? Uh, Tony Gonsolin, he is, I think he's pitching two innings in a simulated game Thursday at Camelback. And then I think from there he's going to AAA, Oklahoma City, and he's going to start twice, uh, a three-inning game, and then probably a four-inning game, and then he can be activated. So that's essentially like last week, last weekend of May. They're going to have to fill two bullpen games between now and then. 
so that's where it sort of gets tricky and and maybe as early as this sunday no later than next tuesday they'll have to do the first one now it what what make throws a wrench into this is somewhat is like josiah gray so he's their top pitching prospect he's not on the 40 man and like a week and a half ago before the triple a season started um dave roberts when he was sort of asked about him he's like well, like we're, he's just not not there yet. Uh, he's our top prospect. Like obviously, we think highly of him, but he's not there yet. But then last night, um, Gray was supposed to start for Oklahoma City in Round Rock. Got scratched like minute, literally minutes before his um, AAA start. And like Alex Friedman, the uh, OKC play by play man. He said, like, he was watching Gray warming up in the outfield at 5.50 local time in Texas, and it was like a 6.05 game. He didn't, like, see him walk off the field or anything. It's just all of a sudden he wasn't starting, so it was very odd. There was no report from there about an injury. We asked Dave Roberts about it last night, and this is one of those things where, like, Zoom sucks sometimes. So I believe uh, J.P. Horn- yeah, JP Hornster asked the first question about Gray, like, you know, two-thirds into the our sort of zoom scrum with Dave Roberts post game. And his question was like, um, uh, you know, I saw Josiah Gray got pulled from his start. Was there, is there an injury here that would have necessitated him, you know, coming up? And Roberts said, he's like, well, yeah, you know, we've been kind of talking about it. Uh, but then, obviously, we'll have to scratch that now. So it was a very confusing answer because the way JP asked it was like, is somebody else hurt like mm-hmm. to, to make him get called up now? And, but the way Dave answered it was, well, we were thinking about calling up Josiah Gray or at least talking about it. And, but now we, we're not. So I followed up a little later with, uh, wait, I said, so with Josiah Gray, you know, are the injury concerns here resolved? And Dave thought I was asking about injury concerns for Josiah Gray, and he's like, well, he's our top prospect. Uh, anytime you're pulled from a start, we're going to have to run tests. I don't know if we've run those yet. And then I tried to follow up, but because it's Zoom and not in person, the moderator, the Dodgers PR person, like, went on to the next person. So there's so and plus it's like super late and it's the worst time to ask that kind of stuff especially from like two time zones away but like so it's very odd but like it's pretty clear that something happened to gray we just don't know what but it also means that the dodgers were like considering it because like you said they're you know it's hard to do a bullpen game when like half the bullpen is 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 rough right so like um who knows what they're gonna do there, but it's, it won't be Gonsolin until like the last weekend of May. So that'll be a sort of roadblock or like a, a challenge in the next couple weeks, I think. But, you know, if they actually start hitting again, that's one of those things that can kind of paper over some of this stuff. So uh, it, it won't be so bad where like as before, like the last three weeks, the hitting was sort of shining. Like it was just making everything difficult. Like even mm-hmm. when they were getting great starts, like it just didn't matter. Like so it was just weird. But yeah, so it's been a, I would say, a roller coaster week, uh, to say the least. But uh, I do have a, a trivia question for you. I believe we're going to ask a lot of uh, triples-related trivia in this podcast. I, I was not, a, I was not aware of this when I formulated this question. But uh, Chris Taylor, he tripled last night in addition to his single and stolen base later. 
He has three triples at Dodger Stadium this year. Uh, last year, as a team, the Dodgers hit two um, in 30 home games. So Chris Taylor had four triples in both 2018 and 19 at home. Um, the last non-Taylor Dodger with three-plus triples at home was way back in 2014. My question to you is who holds uh, – who has the most triples in one season at Dodger Stadium? I'll answer that after this. Who has the most triples in a single season at Dodger Stadium? Uh, and I, I, before you answer, I, w- I will say at well, we'll do it after. But you, I will. I want to see if you if you know the people who had three. There were two. Uh, the people who had three triples, three or more triples at home in 2014. Ugh. Um, okay. So but full it's, it's, full it's disclosure, answer, I yeah, have yeah. a little bit of an assist, as you hinted at. There may be some triple questions coming your way, Eric, and so to re- and reviewing those answers before I read the questions fully. Yep. Uh, I I have a small leg up, but I tried to forget, and I'm really good at that. So my uh-huh. guess for most uh, Dodger Stadium singles uh, singles <laughs> triples in a single season. There we go. Uh, Maury Wills. So. It, it's no, I just, I, I, I'm like, I'm not even offended that like, because I put this in the recap last night, but again, as a tired person, like I understand that. Plus also our site was down last night. So I, this literally didn't publish to like 1am Pacific. So like, I don't blame you if you didn't see this in my recap last night, but I will say it's not Maury Wills, but, uh, Maury Wills had six home triples twice at Dodger stadium, 1962, his MVP year and 1965, um, but no, there was one other person, uh, I, I have it's, two more guesses seven. and then I'll let you tell me. Okay. Um, Willie Davis. Um, I'm looking to see. So Willie Davis, his most triples at home in a season was four. Uh, it looks like, uh, I uh, did it four times. 1962. Um, 1967, 1969, 1971. My final guess is Bill Russell. Oh man. Okay. I don't, I don't think he hit many, but I mean, just, he was so around. Oh, so he actually, his most is four triples at home, 1970. Okay. He was I... fast. Um, okay. So just to round out, uh, the, the people who hit six triples at home at Dodger Stadium, Rafael Fercal, his first year as a Dodger, 2006. Brett Butler, uh, my platonic ideal for a leadoff man, hit mm-hmm. six in 1992. Uh, one other person who we'll talk about in a second. And the answer with seven was Tommy Davis <laughs> in 1962. What's really funny is you and I yeah. were talking before, and I was mentioning, because you actually swapped what triple question was, because you actually were about to ask something that Craig just straight up answered. Uh, yeah. And I mentioned, and I believe the answer to that is Willie Davis. Am I right? Uh, the old uh, trivia the, question? Yes. yes, yes, yes. And I was joking. I'm like, oh, I always will, like, uh, malaprop and mix up Willie Davis and Tommy yeah. Davis. I wish I had done it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you even told me this point, and I, I kept a straight face. Yeah, you no, did. No you really did. <laughs> um, so the the thing about Willie Davis is, though, the, if the only thing that it, like if you're trying to tell them apart, if you don't remember, is that his nickname is the Three Dog. 
yeah. um, <laughs> for hitting triples. Um, but that, so, that, that's what screwed me up is I got it straight this yeah. time. <laughs> right, exactly. And, well, and then also, like, so Tommy Davis is, was amazing in his own right. Uh, won two batting titles, uh, and he's, like, the last Dodger to win a batting title, which is crazy. Um, and in 1963, so then he got hurt, uh, wasn't really the same, but yeah, that's, that's the answer to this, uh, trivia question. All right. So, uh, oh wait, I'm supposed to guess the 2014. Oh yeah. If you, yeah, if you want to do that. Uh, yeah, uh, man, I'm, I'm doing that thing where like 2009 through 2016 are all the same or 15 are all the same season to me. Um, Andre Ethier? Wow! Yes, <laughs> no, noted fast man. Under no, uh, he hit four triples in 2014. He did not lead the team at home. He had four. Mm-hmm. He did not lead the team in home triples that year. Uh, this is uh, another one where Craig's uh, email is helping out a bit. Matt Kemp. Um, no, and I'm looking to see what Kemp's best year was at home. It looks like three in 2010. I will I will tap out then. Okay, uh, D. Strange Gordon mm. uh, hit five triples at home in 2014. Well, there we go. Yep. You got a you got a rewind for us? I do, and one of the players I didn't mention who hit six triples at home for the Dodgers uh, was Wilton Guerrero. Um, in 1997, he hit nine triples that year. That was his first full year. Um, they signed him in 1991 out of the Dominican Republic. Um, he mostly paid, played second base with the Dodgers. He, he moved around a little bit. Like, this is one of those semi-unfair things, but he was, there was a sort of a Dodgers tradition for years of getting the other brother. Um, like, they had Chris Gwynn uh, in, the, in the late 80s. They had Juan Bell, um, brother of George Bell. Uh, and at least Juan Bell, they traded him for Eddie Murray, so that's cool. They had Ken Brett and not George Brett. They had Glenn Hoffman, <laughs> Trevor's brother. They actually had Mike Maddox twice, but they rectified that later by getting Greg Maddox twice, so it was fine. Ramon Martinez doesn't count here, even though Pedro was otherworldly because Ramon was awesome. Um, but then, of course, Wilton was Vladimir Guerrero's older brother, now, it, it's hard to remember, but Wilton was actually a very highly regarded prospect. He was uh, top 100 by Baseball America twice. He was number 61 heading into 96, number 49 into 97. Uh, I, it's safe to say he just it just didn't quite pan out, like, you know, like maybe perhaps that uh, lofty expectations. Now, he did pretty well. He he um, he was he debuted late 96, very, very like cup of coffee style. And then was with the Dodgers till the trade deadline in 98. He ended up getting traded to the Expos uh, in, like, a pretty big deal. Like, at the time, like, uh, he was traded with Ted Lilly and, and Peter Bergeron. I remember at the time, like, being very mad, like, that they traded Peter Bergeron, thinking he was going to be, like, a big star or something. And the lesson here is don't, don't listen to anything I have to say. Um but they got Mark Rezolanik, uh, Carlos Perez, and Hiram Boca Chica. And, I don't know. It just seemed like a very fitting Dodgers move for that time. Uh, Wilton with the Dodgers hit 288, 302, 380. So decent average. Uh, didn't ever walk. And, you know, very little power. Is an 83 OPS plus. That's actually better than his career line overall. He had a 76 OPS plus overall. 
Um, also played with the Expos, Reds, and Royals. He, he, he actually finished his career with negative baseball reference war, uh, one, negative 1. 1.8, but he was flat zero with the Dodgers. So um, not that that's you know, necessarily the end-all, be-all way to you know, value someone. It's just that's what it did. Um, he was known uh, in uh, 97, June 1st, in St. Louis. He like grounded out, shattered his bat. And then, like, on the way back to the dugout, he was, like, a little too eager to, like, get every piece of the bat. Um, usually something the bat boy does, and Wilton's out there going, got to get my bat, you know, like, and then umpires are like, hey, what are you doing? And they checked it, and they're like, well, this is, like, you know, filled with cork. And so he was suspended for eight games. I just remember uh, the Jim Rome show, which I listened to a lot at the time. Like, don't ask. Uh, but it was... <laughs> He, he, he called him uh, Corky, and that sort of stuck for a while, and it was stupid. Um, but, yeah, uh, Wilton was a scout for the Dodgers, uh, I think, he, in, like, 2009. I'm not sure exactly how long he did that. Now, he's not listed in the media guide. However, uh, like a couple weeks ago, I, in a Ramon Troncoso in, Instagram post, Ramon Troncoso is – sort of in the Dodgers um, organization right now. I think he's minor league pitching coach. Um, I forgot his exact, exact, exact title, but um, sort of like everyone was sort of, when they got their championship rings, everyone uh, posted pictures of it on Instagram. And there was a picture of Troncoso. I thought there was like a group of five people. I thought Wilton Guerrero was in that group. Uh, maybe I just missaw. But it seemed like he had a ring. So maybe he still has a small role in the Dodgers organization. I'm not sure. He's not listed in the media guide, so I couldn't tell for certain. But, yeah, um, that's the Wilton Guerrero story. Now, I do have a Wilton Guerrero uh, trivia question that's not triple-related. Yeah, I read this, and I don't believe how many there are. <laughs> I, I was a little surprised, to be honest. It, it, I don't know. It seems, so Wilton Guerrero, Major League debut. Uh, in, it, this was 1996. Uh he entered the game as a pinch runner for Wayne for Dodger legend Wayne Kirby. Also, no, I I can't remember. He might have been the he was either the first or very very soon after he like the Dodger to wear number fifty five after Oral Hershiser left. Um, I was very mad at the time <laughs> at that. Um, and uh, Wilton Guerrero scored in that. So since nineteen oh one, the the farthest back the Baseball Reference play index goes. Uh, there have been 19 Dodgers to score a run as a pinch runner in their major league debut. How many can you name? Heck not. I, man, I don't know. I'm, uh, um, so, uh, I almost said Troncoso, uh, just because the name got stuck. Uh, La Castro is what I meant to say. Ha. Huh. Uh, no. So, let me see. I, I will. So, Guerrero did it in 96. There's only been one person since. <laughs> oh, I hate you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, eighteen of the names were from when I was ten or younger. And, and I, I'll give you another hint: Zach Wheat did not do it. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, well, just looking at this list, you should get one. <laughs> like, there, there's a chance you might get three, but like, it, it would, it would be shocking. Yeah. I'll, I'll go back to the well, Maury Wills. Nope. Okay. Um, 
is there a Davis on there? <laughs> uh, there is, but not Tommy or Willie. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you this. <laughs> Otis Davis in 1946 uh, for Brooklyn. He's actually the last person to do it, last Dodger to do it for Brooklyn. <laughs> there, there have been 11, including Wilton Guerrero, to do it in Los, for Los Angeles. Okay. Uh, <laughs> man, I'm the, tapping the, out. I'm the giving one up. Who, I'll, I'll give you one more. The, the person who did it since was in 2011. 2011 Major League debut. Is that? In, in Philadelphia. Born in the not born in the <laughs> um, 2011 would have major league debut. No, I'm tapping out. I'm done. My brain's fried. Okay, so that was. Sorry. Um, I'm just looking at something. Yeah. Uh, that was uh, D. Strange Gordon. Uh, of, of course. Of course. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the other names that you might have gotten you there's no way you're never going to guess mike marshall as one of them but th- that was like at least a name bobby valentine was the maybe other but even that like that would have been a stretch 1969 um other than that yeah jose gonzalez something i don't know if i would have guessed it but i like that's my era so like um yeah uh, the, that that was your very weird uh wilton guerrero question all right i've got a i've got a surprise for you Huh. It's time for, it's not much of a surprise, it's time for Questions from Craig Otis Davis <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm giving you credit for that because you said this, we're using Je- Jeopardy rules <laughs> Who is I don't think Davis? they would have taken that yeah. like, There's m- many notable I don't think so, Like you, I, you just say who is Davis and, all right. <laughs> Since 1995 8 Dodgers, 8 have 20 or more triples while wearing a Dodger uniform. Can you name them? Okay, so Craig asked uh, after I had done the career triples sort of leaderboard um, because I originally looked that up. Chris Taylor, I believe, has 12 uh, career triples at home. Mm. Um, So my search was home triples related. So I... I already know Willie Davis, a.k.a. the three dog, um, had he had 36 triples at home. That, that would have been the answer to that, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's clearly won. I don't remember anyone else on that list. But just going off the single season list, I have to say uh, Maury Wills. Uh, oh, so 95. It's 95. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Good Lord. Okay. Wow. This changes things. Uh, <laughs> Maury Wills is incorrect, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, Raphael for call. Uh, number four with 27. Uh, okay. Since 95. So, you have. Okay. So, that he said since 95, I was going to say Mondesi, but he debuted in 94, but it was only. No, he was rookie of the year in 94. Oh, damn it. Um, so it's not Mondesi. I would have said Mondesi maybe. You should maybe still say Mondesi. All right. Mondesi. Uh, with number three with 28. Um, what about, uh, well, let's just go with the, the longevity plays. Uh, Matt Kemp. Number two of 33. And just given that Ethier hit four, ho- four triples at home once, 
uh, and that he played what twelve years? Uh, let's go. Let's go. Ethier. Number one with thirty-four. Wow. Okay, so I, I'm. I Can need you see four why more. I guess those two first. <laughs> yeah. I need four more. You have five through. You got one through four. You need five okay. through eight. Uh, Sean Green. Nope. Was what I might have said. No, um, okay, uh, let's see. Uh, Ninety-five. I don't know why I'm stuck on that. that I'll give you a hint. Uh, Ninety-five uh, only played in Terrell. So. Ah. All right. That is that is quite a hint. The uh, current the the remaining four span ninety-eight oh, through current. Well, I need to like just D Gordon D uh, D Strange Gordon now. Nope. Uh, Really? Yes. Wow. That's why I never get, uh, kept not guessing. <laughs> okay. Um, wow. Okay. Also, D uh, Gordon is definitely D Gordon Strange is definitely a uh, a member of the like time has no meaning because like when you said 2011 debut, I'm like, there's no yeah, way that's right. That yeah, happened like right, four exactly. seasons ago. <laughs> exactly. Even though right. obviously when I think of it longer, that's not the case. But now I don't. I can't say I know this, but just knowing that Chris Taylor has 12 home triples and that. Dodger Stadium is a notoriously, ridiculously hard triple spark. I will say Chris Taylor. Number five of 23. Um, damn. Okay. Uh, huh. Triple, 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 triple. Um, you are, he is the only current player. Yeah. On the, Do- okay. on the Dodgers, I should. Uh, yeah, none of these players are still active in baseball. Uh, still yeah. active as players in baseball, I should say. Gary Sheffield was only four years. Um, I don't think he hit five triples a year. Um, so let's see. No, I don't. Well, let's think here. Oh, um, Dave Roberts. Uh, nope. Okay. Nice little guess. You have. Uh, you're in the right era, more or less. Um, mm-hmm. You've got a first baseman, a second baseman, and a shortstop. Um. Cesar's Torres, number eight of twenty. And Alex Cora, uh, number six of twenty-one. First baseman, <laughs> Jason Phillips. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, wow! How dare you um, besperch my catcher? <laughs> <laughs> Noted speedster Adrian Gonzalez. Uh, so did. James Loney? Yep. Tied with Cesar wow. Torres for 20. Wow. All right. <laughs> All right. Moving on. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have got it without... I, I, I was actually going to guess his Torres, but I wouldn't have got it without the hint of positions. Um, nine Dodgers have 23 or more triples on the road while wearing uh. a uh, Dodger <laughs> uniform. Okay. Um, so, Willie Davis, yep. obviously. Number one, 68. Uh... Maury Wills. Uh, number six with 25. Um, oh, man. I, when I read this, Craig said, please name these roadsters. <laughs> and and I I, I, met, I thought it said three roadsters. And then I forgot, <laughs> I forgot that it's nine. Um, okay, so it's 1962. Okay, the, now, so 23. Mm-hmm. You have what three about... players that were on the other list, for what it's worth. Okay. Um, damn it, if I forgot the order. Um, let's see. Well, 
Okay, that was twenty eight. Um Matt Kemp. Number five of twenty five. Um and I I guess Andre Ethier since he was number one. Number nine of twenty three. Um, tied tied for eighth, I should say. Okay. Um Uh, Brett Butler, number uh, tied with Andre Ethier, twenty-three. Um, You're missing seven, one through seven, two, three, and four. Um, okay, I'm going to go back to your well of Bill Russell. Uh, number two of thirty-four. Yeah, longevity there. Um, okay, now. Um, Um, well, let's go, let's go, no, he didn't play long enough. Um, what about Wes Parker? Nope. Um, Davey Lopes? Uh, yes, number three, 29. Okay. Um. You have two Rookie of the Years remaining. Oh. Mondesi? Yep, with 27. Um, and then, uh, um, um, Steve Sachs. There you go. Nice. Good job. Last question. Switching things around. Uh, since 1995, again, five Dodger pitchers have given up 21 or more triples. Who are they? Um, <laughs> uh, Kershaw, number two of thirty. Um, wow, I I'm trying to think like so if we if it's just not since '95. Fittingly, uh, three of these players were on the King Griffey Jr. '64 roster, the roster that I yeah. have memorized because I don't know the um, bullpen, but right. So the thing is, like that that only captures like. Four years of Ramon Martinez, so I was I was thinking of him, um, just because he was around. Um, Chad Billingsley, number one, thirty-three. Wow, that's a lot. Um, and then, um, wow, since ninety-five. So uh, Hideo Nomo, number three, twenty-four. Shanho Park, number four, twenty-three. Um, and so the only thing like, oh man, so Kevin Brown was like active for five years with the Dodgers, but he was really only, he was hurt. So he was like three and a half years. And I, I don't think he gave up that many triples. Um, so let's see. Um, Man, what I don't know why this is so difficult. Um, I'm, I'm really struggling to. I don't know the last one. I just I'm gonna quit. Um, member of the United Nations rotation. Uh, wait, is it uh, Tom Candiotti? Nope. Um, so I I sometimes get the years mixed up with those with who specifically was that. Um, 
So I, I already said I'm not going to guess Ramon Martinez. Um, and then they had Nomo Park. Uh, I don't, I don't remember the the other nation. <laughs> the other nation is Mexico. And why? Okay, and for some reason, I'm still drawing a blank. Ismael Valdez. God damn it! Yeah, of course. <laughs> I actually, because I'm sitting there thinking, like, all right, who? What's the like the '96 or '95 to '97? And I could not pull Ishmael. Yeah, with the uh, uh, Tom Ganiati isn't in King Griffey Jr. It's Darren Dreifert, so it's still the United Nations <laughs> rotation, yep. but yep. Uh, different. Uh, okay. Good job. You did good. Wow. Uh, second full question uh, for from from Craig. Have Eric and or Jacob ever been surprised by how much they enjoyed a movie, play, or music performance? My example would be seeing an unplanned Book of uh, Mormon mat- uh, matinee. I didn't know what to expect and really enjoyed it. Uh, wow. Um, so I think this still holds for me, I think. Uh, that my number one all-time, um, like performance to expectation ratio movie is Digstown. Uh, saw it in the theater. Went in. I mean, I didn't. It's not like I went in thinking I was going to hate it. It was just like, oh, okay, a movie. And then it like like blew me away, like in a weird way. Um, I don't know. I just thought it was very entertaining. Um. I think, in a way, the Sandlot is close to that for me. Uh, we, I saw it with, like, a church youth group, and it was just like we were just sort of hanging out watching it, and it was like, wow, this is really good. And I didn't know anything about it going in. So I think pro- probably most of it is, like, just not knowing anything about it going in. It's hard to avoid, like, hype for movies now, like, before you see it. Um, but, yeah, th- those were the ones, I think, for me. The movie once comes to mind in that it was just a recommendation from a friend and it got billed as sort of like modern musical, which is not normally my genre. Um, I did not know that it starred the lead singer of the uh, and main member songwriter for The Frames, uh, a favorite band of mine. I just had no clue and uh, really, really enjoyed that. It ended up being a very special movie for my family. My mom walked down the aisle when uh, she was married. Uh, to my stepdad, to the main son from that, a bunch of stuff like that. Oh so, my god! Very. Wait, how many times? How many times did you see it? Just out of curiosity. More than once. Damn it! All right. Good answer. Uh, answer. Nineteen eleven, Honus Wagner won his eighth and last batting title. I saw a statue of Wagner outside PNC Park when I visited there. Do you Ragnar. think the Dodgers should honor some of the Brooklyn greats, like uh, podcast favorite <laughs> Zach Wheat uh, and? Um, and Vance in coming years. Dazzy, yeah. yeah. Um, they actually absolutely no Otis should. Vance. Like, for, yeah, it's not, right. Otis Wheat and Otis Vance. Um, they, so, like, down the uh, left field line uh, on the base of the club level, that's where all the retired numbers plus uh, Vince Gulley and Jaime Harin. Um, and it's also where they should have Mike Piazza and um, Fernando Valenzuela. But uh, they should absolutely put, like, a, a you know, obviously no number because they didn't wear numbers. But put a put a thing up there with uh, Zach Wheat and Desi Vance, like they're Hall of Famers, like Wilbert Robinson. You need like, to make uh, sure that they get a circle somewhere along the pavilions, because otherwise, I won't list Zach Wheat when we get Hall of Fame questions. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So yeah, we, they need to have that up there. I, I think it, it's it's yeah, it's like there's a lot of cool things about like 
the the way they sort of restructured Dodger Stadium, especially in Centerfield Plaza. There's a lot of historical stuff, but like yeah, you have you have to have that kind of stuff front and center. Like if you if you're like I know it's the it's like retiring a number, right? But you've already like sort of realized that it's not the number itself you're retiring. It's the person you're honoring because you have the microphones for uh, Vin and Jaime Harin. So like, yeah, just put a, a blank thing with a B, a, a B logo, right? Like in, and, and wheat, like, or in Vance or whatever. And gr- I guess Burley Grimes too, like, um, and maybe for Grimes, you put the the still shot of the Simpsons uh, gravestone that says Grimes. No, that's that's a little too much. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I, I absolutely think they should do that, and it should be front and center. As of Tuesday night, pitchers Adrian Hauser and uh, Waskar Inoa each had two home runs. Shohei Otani, along with Jack Flattery, each have one. Here's a contest question. How many home runs will Otani hit as a pitcher this season? I just want to mourn the loss of the great trivia question that would have lived had uh, um, Hyunjin hit the last home run as a pitcher. Very upset. Yeah, that's brutal. Uh, Uh, Um, So I just want to point out, as of I know he's mentioning as a pitcher, but as of this morning, um, Shohei Otani is tied for the American League lead with 10 home runs. And he also last night struck out ten in seven innings, so he's insane. Um, I wanted okay, him to be a Dodger real bad. <laughs> so he, I, but the the problem is, well, I guess it, in long term it would have worked if they eventually had the DH. It but was like, coming. I you know you, I you get, sort of need it, right? I, like I understand for, it, but I was but I was still rooting a, for that hard. Last night, after he pitched, he went into right field. Um, so like there. They've really taken the gloves off this year, and he's thriving, and it's wonderful. Um, okay, so he's batted um, four of his six starts as a pitcher, um, and he has the one home run. So, you know, there's always going to be injury risk, but, like, let's say he makes 20 starts, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he already has he has one home run as a pitcher in six starts, but I, he's a generally good hitter. Um, I think he's going to hit four home runs. I'll, uh, wait, is this four more? Uh, what four is he total, just total. Yeah, um, I'm going to say five total. I'll say as six. Wow, someone. All right. A, a proud fighter fan gotta 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 root for him. I'm pretty sure it's ham fighter. <laughs> I mean, that's what I call them most. Of the time, I, I know but... it's funny. Um, they play in the. I think I'm pretty sure they haven't switched stadiums yet, and they still play in the Sapporo Dome. Um, makes me want a delicious Sapporo right now. It, the way you said that, it sounded like you said Sapporo. Like the, I, I, I noticed, I almost like reenunciated it just because yeah. I, I kind of noticed that as well. But yeah, the uh, Pizza Queen, their pizza, or whatever the Thirty Rock was. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry. Time for some updates, Eric. I'm heading to Dodger Stadium Ugh. next week. What are the food highlights so far that you have tried? And Jacob, have you passed on some of your food favorites to your child yet? Yeah, is she is is she a uh, craft beer enthusiast? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um. No. <laughs> and no, she's still too young to like. Still largely just sort of mushed up vegetables and fruits, uh, which is definitely uh, her mother's domain. 
uh, definitely getting a lot there. I am uh, Melissa does not like bananas, and I do, so that is one of my areas of domain. But um, a year it tends to be when um, you can kind of be a little bit more lo loose in the sort of the joys of life. Like that's probably when she'll get cake, maybe ice cream. You know, don't want to overdo the sugar, but yeah, at the same or, time, just like like that the general like sort of piecing food like the the soft cereals or yeah. like that she could just have around um so i have not had strained vegetables and fruits at dodger stadium uh i saw a tweet I, I, and i do forget from who uh, it might have been jp um but i'm yeah. not positive about that I, know, the new, I think i know what you're talking about that the yeah. new hot dog is delicious apparently so the news was uh, we talked about this earlier um, should have done a whole episode to it. This Farmer Joe. Been I mean, we honestly, we honestly still can. Um, <laughs> there's, there's plenty of times we're going to be light on content. Um, so, yeah, Farmer John no longer supplying Dodger dogs. Uh, Papa Cantella's, which is also based out of Vernon, um, locally, uh, they are the new supplier. And also, I believe in the press release it said and premium sausages. My goal is to find where those premium sausages <laughs> are and eat those. But so um, the they've been sort of piecemealing out, like opening some of the new stuff. As of last night, Shake Shack is open. I'm going to probably try to go there tonight. I did not last night. I was on the reserve level meeting up with a friend of mine. Uh, so I ate from the reserve level. Um, I got a Dodger dog and a super dog. Um, and I, I think, I'm not sure. It, I think these were grilled. They didn't say grilled. I'm going to do some exploring on this. Now, there, there's a couple things here. Last night also marked the first time they started the press dining room back up again. Uh, they hadn't been doing that under, like, the COVID restrictions. Just having, like, sort of um, a snack station or and, like, a refrigerator that had really terrible prepackaged sandwiches you could purchase. Um in there, like that was sort of the only thing, but now they have like the the kitchen sort of working again. Now that means uh, like free Dodger dogs in the press box after like the fifth inning, but I didn't realize this, and I I bought um, a couple dogs last night. Now it looked grilled, um, it tasted really good, and, mm -hmm. and like that's the thing, like the the so all the ones in the press box are not are not grilled. That's why I want to do a comparison before I uh, review. I'm going to end up reviewing probably something later this month after the homestand because I've walked around a little bit. But, yeah, I'm excited because, frankly, like my experience with the Dodger Dog has really been the boiled um, ones they bring to the press box. And, like, they're just not good. Like, um, <laughs> they haven't been good for a while. The one I had last night was pretty good. Like, All um, right. The the super dog in general is better because it's yeah. like bigger and beefier and like, but like just as as a standalone like Dodger, it was a good dog, so like that was that was that was encouraging. So I'm gonna try at some point the press box dog, and compare. I took pictures, and it had like the sort of grill marks. I don't who knows, but so I I have high hopes that I think that's that's a good sign. The one other thing I tried so far. Um, there's a new thing in the center field plaza on the right field side uh, called Bow and Bowls. Now, they, they only had a limited menu last homestand. Um, I believe they're, what they're supposed to have, and they might have it now, 
is like a few different like meat and rice bowls and they come in the the sort of half baseball dodger souvenir bowl so that's always the plus it's like the best like cereal slash ice cream bowl you could have at home um but then what i was looking what i was looking forward to is the bow itself that was okay like like honestly i i, I was i probably had too high of expectations for that and it was just like eh, okay but like it's also like for for a ballpark food like it's it's a good like alternative um at least the the bow part and and also like the sweet and sour sauce that came with it like made it better so that was a plus i thought um maybe on the expensive side definitely on the expensive side is um little sweet chick which is on the field level um that's just like a you know a sort of uh standard excuse me standard chicken sandwich and it's it's actually pretty good i didn't realize they put mayonnaise on it i hate mayonnaise with a passion and i still ate it and it, it like it didn't like make it bad you know what i mean like it was it was just fine um so the chicken sandwich itself was good the fries the waffle fries look amazing and i had high hopes for them but they were cold so they were terrible. Um, so that's bad. And, um, but yeah, like, so those are the things I've tried. I, I, I've never had Shake Shack ever anywhere. So um, going to try that either tonight or the uh, next uh, next week. I'm taking this weekend off. So uh, we'll see. And then there's some other things like I haven't really done much on the barbecue. Um, Think Blue Barbecue out there. So I want to hit that up and probably get something at the Taqueria before I like finish up like a review uh california pizza kitchen's also there i i'm not sure if i'm gonna try i mean you kind of know what california pizza kitchen is like but i don't know maybe i will just to see see what it's like um but yeah it, it looks there's seems like there's some pretty pretty decent options out there so that, that's what i'm looking forward to well time to wrap this up wow we uh we did good we talked triples we talked food which is always good we talked hot dogs and we talked uh, Gavin Lux turning the Dodgers season around. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you next week.